0: Hello and welcome to this week's BWB Extra, where we continue our conversation with Phil Burney, co-founder of KeyPay, a revolutionary cloud-based payroll solution. We hear more about the man behind the name, how he got to where he is today, his fuck-ups and failures, and why he feels the need to reinvent payroll. We also hear Andy speak with absolutely no filter at all.
1: You have been warned. So let's get back down to you. You're a knife salesman. How did you end up doing what you're doing, which is a co-founder of an international company?
2: So uh, I got into computer science at uni because uh, I wanted to do the shortest possible degree possible. So
0: Are they not all three years?
2: Yeah, so so computer science was three years, but the one that I enrolled in was four years. And I was talking to my friend, he said, oh, I've done computer science and it's three years. And I said, What okay, did well, you enroll in? Oh, I don't know, it's like network management or something. <laughs> I don't even know
0: where that I is.
2: Yeah, I don't even know if that's a real... If Maybe a real. they tell
0: you what it is during the...
2: But, um, <laughs> yeah, but how I got into... Management marketing. So, first of all, my friend told me it was three years, so I'm signing up for that one. Yeah. Yeah, and so I found it, you know, pretty straightforward. So we, I did that. Out of uni, uh, I was working, you know, Programming, whatever, and then um, my business partner, Rich. He, we were on a a forum back then. They were just really about computers, not yeah. dating, and you know the other stuff. So uh, he was looking for someone to write him a. Patient management system for a client that he had up in up in Queensland. So he was in Queensland. I was down in uh, in, in Sydney, which is yeah like a long way away. And so we, and so we had to sort of work out how to do it. And this was pre Zoom, pre Slack, pre all of that stuff. So you know we worked it out, and um, yeah, so we wrote this. Uh, patient management system. And then at the company that I was working at at the time in my, you know, day job, they got acquired by another company and I ended up having to take a job up in Sydney, which was about a two-hour commute each way. And so my business partner, Rich, was saying, he's like, we should, we should do something that. We should, you know, go out and, you know, build something and, and do something. Yeah, he's and a great man, Rich. Yeah, and, Good I said, energy. and I said, well, what do you reckon we should build, Rich? He goes, oh, we should build payroll software. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I was thinking more, you know. Something you like some,
0: a little bit yeah, sexier than that, man.
2: Photo sharing or something. He's like, no, payroll software. We should absolutely do payroll software. Fucking on the money.
0: That is how Slack was developed was Cal and his mate were like, they were in different cities and they needed a way to communicate and they were building like an online game.
2: Yeah, they were building the game, right? And, yeah. yeah. And then they were like, so we'll build well, this Well, first thing. they did Flickr. Yeah, and
0: then they did Slack.
2: Well, that's how calculus
1: is invented. Newton, of course, was trying to. Anyway, so
2: <laughs> so I thought, well, I've got I've got two hours on the train each day, so I might as well just you know have a have a have a crack at it and see what we can do. And then I think I was doing that for about three months, and I showed Rich the the first version. He got excited. Yeah, he did. Had uh, you given
1: we, we, up the day job by now?
2: No, no, no. No, It's so just it his just, commute, just two hours a day. Commuting on the train. Okay.
1: And people say traveling to work is a waste of time. You know.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it now, <laughs> but yeah. So we had this. We had a beer in Haymarket. I showed him the software. Jumped back on the train. He goes, "Yep, I can definitely sell it." And then he gave it to his uh, his sister-in-law uh, Jen, who was working at a mower place. It was actually called the Mower Place. Mower is a bird. You mean? No, there's in like, like a, a, a lawnmower. Lawnmower. Like lawn mower.
1: Yeah. Lawn mower.
2: Yeah. Yes, not to be confused with the bird no, mower. No, no. Cause it's felt very they, different. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine would be it's it, just selling it. Oh, that? look, it's in Queensland. They do all sorts of strange Jane, things up there.
1: we've got lovely mowers over here,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think
0: you hold their legs and they, they bite the grass.
2: Right. Yeah, so she, she <laughs> uh, had her first crack at, at running payroll on this thing. She said, absolutely terrible. She said, it's just hopeless. But, um, you know, gave us a bunch of feedback. I looked at the I said look like, we're not going to be able to build this myself. So I got uh, Paul and Christian you know con them into into getting involved um, and then you know we, we just sort of spent the next uh, few years or uh, well, few years few months uh, building out the, the system, getting feedback, you know all the rest of it. Uh, and then eventually we got to a point where we felt like what we had was good enough to go to market. Um, We showed it to Ben. He uh, also thought it wasn't that great, but he saw enough to invest. Ben from Employment Hero. Yes, so Ben from Employment Hero. But he saw there was enough to to invest in there, so he invested. And then, you know, uh, fast forward uh, 10 years. um, Four kids. Four kids.
0: What's your long-term goal for the business and for you?
2: Yeah, so it's an interesting question. Um, Post-acquisition, uh, you know, we were so focused on, you know, just building the business and then it all sort of stopped. Yeah, you've done it now. Yeah, and, and to be oh. honest, I haven't really got a long-term yacht. Yeah, I haven't got a long-term <laughs> yacht. you're like um, most, or, uh, <laughs> most
0: founders of businesses probably it's start another one.
2: Yes, yeah, so I actually have uh, no intentions of starting another one. I feel like the place where I can be most <laughs> effective is uh, with employment. Hero and you know helping build KP out within within that business. Um, I don't have any real desires right now to start another business. I'm really hard work. yeah, it is It is hard work. You've
1: got post-traumatic stress disorder.
2: For the <laughs> there is four, there is. There's...
1: Four years of coding without, you know, nothing but Coca-Cola and the occasional walk around the park to cry. Yeah, know.
2: so, yeah, So I, but I think the other thing that sort of uh, is interesting about where, you know, most people sell their business and then, you know, the company that buys it, it they take it and they've got a, their own vision for it and they want to integrate it or they want to, you know, pull it apart for parts or whatever it is they want and to, to do. And they're a bit
1: like, we'll keep you for a couple of years and then you can fuck And on. then you can go have a Coca
2: habit for the rest of your life. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but no, I, I think the things that we're working on with employment here are, are probably the things that I feel best suited to, to work on and I feel that they are actually uh, quite exciting. So uh, I don't really have a, a, you know, a grand vision and uh, to be honest, I don't think I could work for anyone else because I'd be a terrible employee and uh, I don't really want to start another business. So I'm, um, I'm quite happy doing, doing what we're doing. But yeah, so in terms of goals, it's really about uh, making sure that because the other thing is, is you see a lot of businesses get acquired and then they kind of fizzle within the parent company and they don't. You know, it just doesn't really work, or they, you know, you know, eighteen months later they get sunsetted from the uh, from the product lineup. So I'm quite focused on making sure that you know KeyPay as a product continues to be successful in the overall uh, overall business. So that that for me is is what I'm focused on.
1: What's uh, most misunderstood about your job?
2: About my job is mm-hmm. that I actually uh, do coding. Lots of people still think that I get on the tools and actually write right lines yeah, yeah. of code. When
1: was the last time you did coding?
2: Uh, April last year, actually. We got back from oh, quarantine. so you
1: do do coding. <laughs> well, I, ha- I
2: have, but that was that was more of an exception. So what happened was we came back from the UK. We were in quarantine. We we're there with the so I don't, when you get went back to Australia, we had like fourteen days quarantine in the yeah. in the hotel. But I went back in uh, just at the end of March and sort of into April, and that was tax year end in the UK, which was you know peak season for us, you know, being a payroll company, and we we're also doing this uh, this project with one of our biggest clients, which was you know fairly fairly full on. So mm-hmm. I was working <laughs> on the tax year end stuff. We had this billing project, and um, mm-hmm. uh, three kids, uh, myself, and, well four kids, sorry, and myself and my wife locked in this uh, in this uh, apartment in, in, in Sydney. We couldn't leave for two weeks. And, um, yeah, it's, it's still a bit of a sore point because, uh, you know, we talk about quarantine, I was like, oh, I was terrible with, with, uh, with, with the kids. I was like, you didn't have to deal with the kids, you were locked in there, you know, coding away. I had to deal with the kids for the, the two Are weeks.
0: Are you guys, as a business, concerned about climate change?
2: Well, we're, we're an Australian business, so we're accelerating it as fast as we can. We just buy as much coal and just burn it as quickly Okay, as that's fair. So that's, 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 that's the rules, right? Well, I think, I think the biggest thing that, we, you know, that we're focused on from a climate same perspective is fully remote work. I think that's probably an underrated thing when you have everyone being able to work remotely that's um, great, from think? home. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the thought of bringing everyone into this central place you know, via cars or or particularly in Australia by cars. Yeah,
1: yeah, the carbon footprint of it.
2: Yeah, to work together in an office that's heated and whatever else that's just sitting there for them to get and then they just disappear back to this place. It's like... They
1: might be able to code a new startup on that way, but you know they, they could be. Yeah, but we don't want that. that is, <laughs> they need that, to be working for yeah, us now. So.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so, actually, you don't want your employees travelling to work and building a. No, site. So. locked
2: in their houses. So, yeah. no, I think I think the ability to work remotely means that we're able to to spread it. But I think the overall impact on climate change from from just allowing people to utilize uh, the spaces that they've got, and not having to just constantly move around all the time. Yeah, it's a fair point. Is uh, is is probably the biggest thing that um, that we do from a from a business perspective.
1: What are you most excited about for Keepa?
2: So I think the thing that uh, I'm most excited is you know we spent ten years building this business, but really what we were doing was replicating old processes and bringing them into the cloud, and so. What I think the next ten years is about is, you know, reinventing the way that people are paid. So there's a, there's a whole range of. Um you know things of what that looks like, but now that we've moved payroll processing to the cloud, we can actually start to change the way that it that it's actually uh, done. You know, we've got this whole you know legacy system in the UK of people being paid monthly because I don't even know why that's the that's the that's the thing. We pay but,
1: everything monthly. Yeah, that's why. But what's wrong with monthly? That's all right. Monthly all right, well, isn't it? Little as possible. You want to pay me daily?
2: Yeah. So I think I think we we can start looking at things like you know getting rid of a pay run and just having you know pay you know stream to employ. You know, but for, for for a lot of people that are on lower income jobs or, you know, having a, a, a working, you know.
1: Well, it's why they used to pay people in cash every week because it, it controls your spending more and it means you're never not got nothing each day. If you're given £100 each day, you can't blow it all at the end of the month on the pools or whatever, or you know. Yeah, and down, the, down the track. Down the
2: but even yeah, just even just the idea, like really, right? It's it's credit, right? You're, you're as an employee, don't you deserve it every day? Philosophically, almost. Well, exactly. Because yeah, as like, an
0: employee, you're giving your employer credit yeah. for a sometimes month. more
2: forty five day terms. Like it's it it's a bizarre system where it's mm, like true. I will Make do all, I'll do all of the work, and then uh, you can pay me in in a in a month's time even though I might need that money today or tomorrow oh,
0: that's a fair point I want to be paid now hang on let's think about a start I work up. today pay me
2: alright <laughs>
1: I'll make some calls uh, she'll be gone in a week <laughs> <laughs> Troublemaker. Shit yeah. happens. No, but what about when you're a startup? And I know some startups always working month to month, and then the month they have to meet their obligations. If you drain them over that month, they die because they get a lump at the end of the month. You know, it'd be like you know, fuck. I've got to get that bill in. I've got to go. Okay. Startups are all VC back. They've yeah. just got
2: giant pools of money just wow. sitting around anyway. You. So. Obviously,
1: you had a lovely time. But you know, look, my suppliers don't pay me. You know, oh, I did the job and I get fifty quid a day. They pay me in lumps, so therefore,
0: no. But I think if you were going to start paying employees every day, then you would have to. Everything would have to. You'd have to start billing clients differently. Well, that fucking start... happen.
1: I mean, you could barely fucking get the money out of them anyway. But <laughs> basically, we'd have to say, "Can we have control of your account and we'll just suck money out of it?"
0: Yeah, and they'd say, "Yeah, sure, that's yeah. fine."
1: Yeah, but no, no. I, I think I love the philosophy of the principle that pay people certainly in a more regular fashion. I think certainly in a way where if you need, rather than having to someone, oh, I'm really sorry, could I get an advance this month? I think that people should be in control of perhaps a bit more, you know, but maybe what you're suggesting is something that startups or people on that knife edge couldn't follow maybe.
2: Yeah, and, and, and just the innovation, right? It's like what I'm excited about is, whether it's uh, doing stuff with employees, whether it's you know providing um, you know uh, integrated banking services and sitting on top of open banking and all that type of stuff, is we've built the cloud infrastructure that can do what the desktop systems can do, and that's what we've spent the last ten years doing. Now we can really flex and say, okay, what's the things that we can do? Um, you said the, that next...
1: the holy grail because you're an API is to get payroll into banking or something that sort of integrate those two concepts.
2: Yeah, look, I, I think I think what the the holy grail would be is is to have like pay runs as a concept to just be um, you know not something that we're we're doing every every month or every you know pay period. It's just that it's just happening. It's just it's just movement of money because that's that's really what we're talking about, right? We're moving money from employers to employees and and to uh, the taxman and <laughs> and to self Yeah, and uh, but. Making that more efficient means that, uh, you know, it, it opens up opportunities that, like, there's, there's going to be opportunities that we can't even think of right now, but we can't do that on the old legacy system. So what we've done is we've, we've, we've modernised what a parallel system looks like and now we're ready to sort of step into...
1: Back to the future, baby. You know, who knows what, who knows what it is.
0: And now a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Clark got its start back in 1935. And while the world has changed a bit, it's more than just survived. From complying with the FCA and all things financy, they can also speak fluently in the language of legalese. Auri Clark was born and raised right here in the UK. And now for 20 years they've been helping others get set up and on their way. Clark's doors always open and happy to provide straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935.
2: Big
0: shout out to Sean Veer Singh for a stellar jingle. You can find him at Sean Veer Singh Music on Instagram. And at this point, let me quickly remind you to give us a nice review, please, on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. Now back to the chat. Phil, what's your biggest fuck up?
2: Oh, if only there was only one. So, so... Pick one. I'd probably say so. back in my actual programming days when we... um, you know, this was back when I was actually allowed into I'm not even allowed into the codebase base with k anymore. I, I wouldn't actually <laughs> even know how to get in there. We had uh, a fairly uh, stressful time. I had to fix up a uh, in in the production database, had to fix up a, a piece of data for a particular client. And when you're updating data, you're supposed to put qualifying clauses on there, where clauses on there to, to make sure it only applies to certain customers. And uh, I missed that piece of uh, data off, and I actually updated the thing for that. Entire customer database, which you know we didn't have a huge amount of customers at the time, but it was enough that it would cause this serious, uh, serious <laughs> headaches.
1: So you fucked up every single customer's payroll in one in one. Every first week. every employee. You went to bed thinking oh, I did a really good job there. No, no, because I, I
2: realized that as soon as I had done oh, it, shit. I was just watching it go. So the query was supposed to update one row of data in the database. I saw it update, you know, like two or three hundred thousand, and every employee got all. We're all getting paid the exact same rate for that. Uh, for, for for that specific period of time, so so yeah. So if you, if you want to have an exciting Far the Christmas
0: uh, film, yes. Yeah. yeah, or the Grinch film, depending on yeah, how much depending they would how be,
1: out. Out. was yeah, it yeah. good for employees or was it bad for employees?
2: Oh, for some it would have been terrible. For others it would have been. Uh, it oh, everyone been got okay. the same. Was yeah, but everyone way? had exactly the same. I think I think from memory it was like twenty six thousand dollars. So everyone got updated to be twenty six thousand dollars. and was that Was it
0: easily its. rectifiable?
2: Not easily, but it was because we were, you know, we had backups and all that sort of stuff, but I was just like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the back. Three
1: and a half must days. Have, I would have passed out, I think. Oh, I that's a good fuck up. You're a payroll business, so I expect nothing less.
0: What was, what was your, your sort of, what's your takeaway from that? Apart from double-check what
2: you're doing. Well, we, yeah, so we changed our process so it wasn't just... Oh, Phil just was no
1: repeat. longer allowed to be involved in code. <laughs>
2: yeah. And the business has flourished yeah, we, ever we, since. we, we are not quite just, sure
1: what to do with him yeah. and I'm sure they've seen him on a professional golf course. But, you know, what's, what's your passion outside of business?
2: Uh, look, I think, you know, my family is... Uh, uh, I love spending time with my family. I've got four girls, as I mentioned. And, four girls. Uh,
1: My
0: sister's yeah. got four girls. Girls are four. best. Girls.
1: So you are you are the testosterone in the building. Did you get a you got a male dog? Get a male dog.
2: No, <laughs> we, it up. Haven't got, we, haven't, we haven't got we have a right. To... Yeah. Get a Doberman. <laughs> <laughs> According
0: to my brother-in-law, the more girls you have, the more testosterone. Huge balls.
2: You have. Right. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> is that what your brother-in-law yeah. tells himself? Is that yeah, that's, that's right. just what, yeah. yeah we we we've got similar <laughs> stories but the. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's the best advice anyone's ever given you? Uh,
2: look, I don't know if I'd say this is the best advice. It was the best advice for us at the time, and we were we were sort of looking at, uh, at at how to how to fund out the business, and um, you know one of the options was to take uh, outside capital or investment or whatever it was, and. It worked out really well for us. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a, a, a close advisor f- that um, you know really sort of encouraged us not to go down the down the VC road.
0: I think it always works better if you've got good professional advisors helping you
1: if you can avoid getting into bed with the devil at an early stage. Because the thing is, you get no like, the devil's unfair. A gorilla, you're getting into bed with the gorilla. You're just a little start. They're a VC. They've got lots of fucking friends and money and shit. And know? the
0: problem is, like, because that's all a VC does. Of course they're going to sell it when they want to invest because they want to invest. So they tell the founder of a business everything they want to hear.
1: You will get on jet planes. <laughs> yes, like you will get a yacht. Have you seen that girl? She's yours.
2: You
0: know, but this VC is different from all the others. They They really get me and they get everything about my business. And it's always... A teeny tiny bit of bollocks.
2: The great, the great irony though is, is that uh, if I was to start a business tomorrow, I would 100% go and like start a VC-backed uh, yeah. business. And I think the difference is, is that I, I would be, I would be much more comfortable spending someone else's money now than I would have been, yeah. you know. Ten, yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's you have to kind of go mm-hmm. through that process to get the mindset. And so I think at the time it was the right advice for us, and I'm really glad that we didn't do it.
0: I don't know. I'm always comfortable spending other people's money. Yeah, than but now
2: own. I would absolutely just go. You know, I would be looking at things a little bit differently now to what. I've was uh, ten years ago. So, so yeah. So that's probably um, some of the some of the best advice I had.
0: And what advice would you give your younger self? Oh,
2: don't don't back? start a business. Absolutely, <laughs> don't do it. Hey Phil, it's, uh, don't yeah. do any of it. <laughs> and and my younger self would not have listened to me at all anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I think still... you know starting a business is one of those things where like uh, lots of people have asked me, say, you know, should we go and do it? And I said no, just don't do it. It's terrible. It's it's, <laughs> it's fucking no, no, horrible. There's no financial security. It's stressful. You know, your your family will hate you. You won't. You know, you got to work with you. all of that type of stuff. So it's no. It, I, I wouldn't do it, it. Turned
1: out all right for you though, and you still. Like
2: it that. did, but I've got lots of people that I, you know, we we grew up with in the business. Community that yeah, <laughs> but I think for the for people that start a business, it actually doesn't matter what you tell them. They're just going to do it anyway. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. can tell them, don't do it. It's a terrible. Well, idea. if you can
1: talk them out of it in, in in the ten minutes you get to talk to your old younger self, then they're fucking. They're not going to make it anyway. Yeah, exactly.
2: Know? So, so you were
1: almost. What drove you? I have a sense a sort of determination and kind of like to make it work.
2: Yeah, Is I that think the
1: challenge of the problem.
2: Yeah, for for me, one of the things, you know, I was quite young when we did it, and I was pretty young and naive. But I think the thing that that was really driving me was uh, I just didn't like the way that you were getting paid. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. Like, I wanted. I just wanted my pay on a daily on my phone. fucking money, yeah.
1: motherfucker.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we. Um, no, I, I I just didn't like the way that I saw you know these corporate environments being run, and and I I just didn't like the way that uh, you know you'd see uh, you know good staff getting treated really badly and
1: okay you didn't like the cultures that you worked in in, yeah, exactly, in Sydney at exactly. the time and so know.
2: what I was what I was really wanting to do was build some, something that uh, I w- enjoyed working in and I wanted to and you um, have an open
1: pay system something we've discussed a few times <laughs> yeah you know? we had
2: one it's, it's, it's you changed. don't anymore no no we've,
1: we've well it was said. always very bold and then sorry I, we, what's
0: we, an open pace? system it's so when everyone
1: knows. A... Every Everyone knows what everyone gets paid, and we had lunch. He said, "Oh no, it's brilliant! You've got, really got to do it, you've got to do it." And then we had lunch again, and you said, "Andy, did I tell you to do it? Don't, <laughs> Don't fucking do it. <laughs> do it!" And I was like, "Why not?" It's like I told someone else to do it, and they did it, and 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 basically, it's gone very wrong, and everyone hates me. Yeah,
2: you know, uh, I think it's one of those things where if you started, if it's all started from scratch, from the ground from up, scratch, yeah. So we we had like it was very transparent, um, and it, it look it, it it had its challenges and it had its problems, and but I think if I if I started a business, I would do it again. I'd do it a little bit differently. Would
1: you? You would do open pay again? You think?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's. uh, I think transparency is a good is generally a good business uh, principle.
1: You were quite interesting in how. So you're in a job. You can imagine you're in the review with someone, and someone's like, "Well, I know that Roger gets more than me," and you go, "Yeah, because he's better than you." And then they say, and then they say, "Oh, well, that's just outrageous." So, explain to me why you're better than Roger, and they're like, "Well, I." No, you're quite right. Roger's quite
2: good, actually. <laughs> 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 and then we get Roger in and just go, yeah, so Lisa, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you guys have to duke it out to so see he gets yeah. paid for. You yeah, yeah, <laughs> that
1: presupposes.
0: You're su- presupposing that people don't talk to each other.
1: And fucking what, by, hell, in by, most by businesses, paper.
0: the people who are, particularly the juniors that are on the same level, they know what they're getting each other oh, are getting they all paid Because they talk. Talk, tell each other.
2: But once they talk, we father them.
0: <laughs> It's just your answer well, to everything.
2: You know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, one good Christmas party and everyone knows yeah. anyway. So, yeah, everyone yeah. But, you
0: know, I, when, I, when I was literally, I was two years qualified or something and I discovered that the guy who was six months less qualified than me was getting paid more than me and we had a conversation about it and he said, yeah, but I've got a wife and kids. So, I need to get paid
1: more. Do you know, though, in this I was just country. Are like,
0: oh, you fucking kidding me? You're I can't an idiot. talk for
1: other countries. No, but on that basis, a 19 year old is doing the same job as a 50 year old pay the same. But when we hire a 50 year old versus a 19 year old who's got a family, you will take that into consideration yeah, because that's how our 50, society works. But also, the 50 year old's
0: got loads more experience than the 19 year old. Not
1: right? necessarily any better at it. And not necessarily, I mean, why are you hiring that
0: 50-year-old man? i am giving an extreme
1: example, but my point is in our so in Italy, when you get a job, if your job is X, your wages go up with inflation for the rest of your life. It never goes up, but that's not how it works in this culture. And I don't think in Australia that as you, loyalty and you growing up and you being older, we pay you more. Sometimes I do the same thing. I take a secretary, sorry, secretaries, but it will be the same role for years for someone, but their wages will go up more than inflation. Yeah, because
0: that's experience. That's what you're rewarding as experience. I don't think it's necessarily loyalty.
1: You can take situations where there's no experience and you, we will look at two people. There's mature, what I would give you is not experience, Is maturity. I'm dealing with a 22 year old, they're fucking 22 year olds. I'm dealing with a 50 year old, I can talk to them like a 50 year old. you know what I mean?
0: Just to be clear, the guy I'm talking about who was paid more than me because he had a wife and children got fired for watching porn in the office. So that was this week's episode of BWB Extra, and we'll be back with a new episode next Tuesday. Until then, it's goodbye.